Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, Jackie Cation here You're about to listen to The Dork Forest You know the websites Dorkforest.com Thedorkforest.com JackieCation.com has the links to everything Merch, the new album, my other podcast, videos of me doing stand-up. Dorkforest.com has all the notes and the video that you can watch of this show. Traditionally, I tell you to donate to the Dork Forest, but it is November and December. I ask that you donate to a local food bank because you should. It's, I don't know, you should do it all year, but what the heck. If you are donating to the Dork Forest using the PayPal link that gives every month, you can turn it off and turn it back on. You can do a matching to your food bank and donate to me as well. But all the money that I get uh, from the donations from November and December, I'll give to my local food bank. And so I will get all of that sweet, sweet karma. Other than that, you can buy merch. You can, for Christmas, there's new, there's new t-shirts and stuff. But whatever it is, the Dork Forest, super fun, always available. I'm sure there's things I'm forgetting to say, probably band camp, but let's get into the show. Hey, it's uh, Jackie Cation. I'm actually in my living room on the old Zoom kit. Don't get used to this sound quality, guys. Don't do it. Because um, I'm going to go back to uh, wanting to do videos. But uh, because of the new album, Super Swamped, and have been meaning to do this for at least a month and a half, welcome back to the program, the love of my life, Andy Ashcraft. Oh, well, thanks for having me back. <laughs> thanks for being in my living room. I'm almost always in your living room. <laughs> you are, because it's your living room, too. <laughs> Andy Ashcraft, as a, a Rangers may or may not know, is uh, married to me, and I'm married to him. It's true. We and are married together. Hell has frozen over, and you have a podcast now. I do have a podcast now. We're like uh, 32, uh, 33 episodes into this podcast now, too. Right, and it is called Ethics and Video Games? Ethics and Video Games, yep. My and my colleague, uh, Shlomo Sher, who teaches the ethics class at NIFA, where I teach uh, New York Game Film Design, Academy. New York Film Academy. Uh, he teaches an ethics in video games class there, and uh, we became friends, and I have subbed for him a couple of times in his classes, and, uh, and uh, he wants wanted to do a podcast and invited me to be a co-host. So you are a co-host in a podcast called Ethics and Video Games, yep. which is available everywhere. People get podcasts much like this one. That's right. And if I can plug his book as well. Oh, please. Uh, I believe. Uh, oh, you know what? I can't plug his book quite yet. It's not out. Okay. So look forward to look forward listening to, to Ethics and Video Games and, and finding then, out that then, Shlomo has a, a book. Right. And then you could also read about Ethics and Video Games. Right. And Shlomo was on the show and did... Uh, sandcastles. sandcastles, right? Yeah. He was a sandcastle dork, and it was a great episode. You may remember that. So, speaking of sand. Oh, yes. Ooh, nice segue. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> and, but there there was talk. So, there has been a lot of chatter about LARPing. Yes. And I mentioned on a previous episode that you ran or co-ran or ran with other people. Yes. LARPs. I did. And, and many of them. Many, many. Many, many. And one of them was a series based on the Neil Gaiman comic book series yep. uh, called Sandman. Yep. And it isn't the Sandman, it's just Sandman. And now there's going to be a TV show. And so a live action role playing, which is what LARP stands for, 
And I always describe it, I always describe a LARP as a costume party with game mechanics. Does that's that about seem right. about right? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. You uh, you have a character. Um, that you that, make. That you make, or in some cases, some, somebody has pre-made, pre-made characters for you. I mean, there's a, a variety of ways of handling this, but the way that we handled it, the way that we always did it in our in the Enigma of the Science Fiction Club, we started doing this many, many, many years ago. Um, before the term LARP even came came about, we were calling them LIGs, live live interactive <laughs> games. You were calling them live interactive games, LIGs. LIGs. Oh my God! I have to write down the term LIGs. It didn't take. <laughs> it didn't have any legs. It didn't have any legs. <laughs> LIGs didn't have legs. But and, LARPs have legs. But LARPs for some reason had legs. It's even in the new Hawkeye. Um, That's right. Right. So it, it has become a thing. And, it has uh, become a thing, and there and there's. Two kinds of LARPs, right? Right. There's uh, there's combat LARPs, uh, in yeah. which case, you know, in which you might uh, wear armor and uh, beat each other with sticks. Right. It's uh, buffer LARPs, right? Ba- buffer Is LARPs. That a term? Yeah, buffer LARPs. So you'd okay. Have, you'd, you'd have basically, you know, padded, foam co- covered sticks, and uh, and wear armor and do that sort of stuff. And we we did a few of those, but ultimately um, we didn't like them as much as we liked what what has been what has what has come to be called yes. chamber LARPs. Chamber? Chamber LARPs. I thought they were called theatrical. Or theatrical LARPs, either okay. way. Chamber yeah. LARPs can tend to be a little bit smaller than theatrical LARPs, but it's sort of the same thing. The and, one LARP that I... Oh, go ahead. And, and the difference is uh, no combat, no, no, no physical, no, no physical reenactment of combat. If there's combat in the game, it's done with, through some sort of game mechanic. Um, okay. Right. You, like with the Deadwood LARP that you ran, it was cards. That's right. And sometimes, is it sometimes dice? Some, well, we did, we did a few with dice early on, but we found that that was clumsy. Okay. Um, we've done a handful with cards. Right. Uh, most of them have been done with cards. And then uh, we've done a bunch with uh, sort of rock, paper, scissors style hand gestures. Okay. Oh, that's right. You're actually very good at rock, paper, scissors. It's uh, really weird. I've played <laughs> rock, paper, scissors with you, and it's really, really odd. That's because I know how to do a bomb symbol. And the bomb beats rock, paper, and scissors. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you and you don't know how to do the shield symbol, which is which which protects you from all of these things. <laughs> which is the only one. Are those real, or did you just make those up? No, no, they're they're the they're the mechanics from our LARP, from our rock, paper, oh. scissors LARP combat situation. <laughs> oh my God, that is outstanding. We will speak which more. Which is the sim the the the. Uh, what we used in our in our Sandman games. Okay, so the first Sandman game, what what so, year ish? So the first Sandman game. Oh my gosh, uh, would it have been nineties? Yes, ninety two, maybe before nineteen ninety five. Oh yeah, to your knowledge. Oh yeah. Oh I yeah. Believe so. Okay. Yeah, and it was run by a friend of the show, Robert Hurt. Robert Hurt and Aaron Vanek. Who Aaron Vanek, who has also been on Talking been Cthulhu, on. is right. due back. But doesn't drive. Right. And so they they ran a game mm-hmm. based on the Sandman um, uh, storyline that has been collected in and in, in, is called Seasons of Mist. Okay. So in Seasons of Mist, right. Um, the the premise is, and it was perfect for a LARP. It was a it was a perfect LARP premise. The premise is um, uh, Lucifer has abandoned hell. Seasons of Mist, yes. And given the key to dream. And it's, not a, and it's not a gift, it is a bit of a curse. Right, right. Uh, he did not give it in good 
It, with good intent, he give it with, a, and you now have to deal with this right and, horseshit. And right, this horseshit <laughs> yes. is horrible. Right, and so uh, a variety of other deities mm-hmm. and beings come calling to 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 the dream, the the dreaming where Sandman lives. Yep. Uh, uh, basically, petitioning for the key. Okay. And that was that's the perfect premise for a LARP. So we all got to play different gods. Okay. Robert Hurt was playing uh, Sandman, Morpheus. Okay. And um, Aaron Vanek, who did he play? Uh, I think he was just running. I think he was just running the game. I don't think he okay. had a, I don't remember if he had a character or not. Okay. Um, and then, and so we all played various different characters, either from the book, because there was a, a variety of characters that showed up in the books to come right. and petition for the key, and or other characters that we had made up. Or from other mythologies, from or other pantheons and yeah. stuff, right? And so, so and yeah. how many people played in that one? Oh, probably forty. Right. I remember why we're doing this. There was an episode <laughs> of the Dork Forest that would be an excellent companion piece to this episode of the Dork Forest, which was entirely about Sandman, mm-hmm. and it was about the different, um, the different storylines. Right. And so, this one, Seasons of Mist, was the first LARP that. You were you were in it. You didn't run this one. This was run by Robert Hurt and this Aaron was Bannock. the first Sandman LARP. We we had we had done many many other LARPs before this. Right. This was the first Sandman LARP. Right. And um, who did you play? So interestingly enough, <laughs> Steve Mandel, yes, friend of the show, DC uh, that is a, a, a DC dork for us. Yes, uh, and I played ourselves, who had become gods, in Scott uh, Scott Martin's. Previous LARP? Uh, yes. Well, a t- previous <laughs> tabletop game. Okay, so you had taken characters that you had created in an RPG tabletop game. Who were, who were based on ourselves. Who were based on Andy that, Ashcraft in that and Steve story, In that story, we had been sucked out of our out of our normal u- universe and into this fantasy universe. And we had to deal with the fact that we didn't know how to do stuff. Right. But we did know how to do stuff. We knew how to do like everyday stuff. Right, right. You, had, you knew how to answer phones. Right. And, and because we weren't because we were not natives of that of that plane of existence that realm we were therefore gods oh because you had you had showed up right and everyone that shows up that isn't from there is kind of gods right okay so you played yourselves in the first sandman larp yes as gods yes and that's did- a that's a that's a nerdy 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 thing to say too <laughs> There's an episode of Bones that could be just written about those two characters. That's right. Um, and, and it was Steve Mandel and I, and so we were having a blast. Well, the time of your life, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Steve Mandel, one of your favorite people to hang out with. Yes, absolutely. Rivaled only by uh, other mm, other men that other. lived. 20 other people. But, uh, but yes, he's, I'm he's thinking right of, up there. Uh, other Phoenix dweller, mm. Chris Winslow. Chris Winslow. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Who was also, I believe, in that LARP. Oh, really? Was he? So, he was he was in the game. He was one of the gods with us. Okay. He was he was also a god in the tabletop game. I don't recall if he was in the LARP or not. Okay. So we have a Sandman LARP. There's 40 people. Yeah. Where do we have this event? So it is being held at the uh, one of the. Um, there's a rec center on campus, on UCLA's campus. Oh, okay. So you were as allowed a club, to use as a club. We were able to rent it out. Oh, fair enough. Wow. All right. So there's a rec center. 
And so uh, 40 people show up. Are there? Yeah, where do you park? No, I'm just. Uh, where, are there snacks? Well, it's UCLA. Yeah. What's what, happening? What, what, what was that? Uh, Somebody had Gold, Goldie Hawn had that had that joke way back in the 70s about how she would have gone to UCLA because she, she couldn't find parking. <laughs> Uh, that is very funny, and uh, that is a joke that you would only hear or know as if you went to UCLA. That's right. And but it feels super Los Angelesy because it's a famous person saying it. Uh, I've broken character and now. I'm weeded <laughs> off because I love Goldie Hawn so much. It's anyway, true. So um, forty of you pad pad over, and in in costume. Oh yeah, full costume. Oh yeah. So, did, so, so you costume two, for me was easy. Yeah, you and Steve just yeah, got we to dress just, like yourselves in, in kind of fantasy-ish garb, okay. right? Because we shoulder had, pads. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, although it had been just the eighties. So. <laughs> exactly. So, um, which so uh, so Robert Hurt plays Dream. That's right, and and he's sort of our host. He's he is our, our host. he is our host for the evening. And, uh, and with LARPs, there yes. are often when you make your own character and if a character is made for you by the game master, by the, by the person running the game. Right. Um, there are sometimes goals, right? Right, right. So, so here's what we, here's how we handled, here's how we tended to write our, our LARPs, uh, as a group, as a, as, as a club, mm-hmm. um, our, our, what we tended to do is say, here is the premise, uh, Pitch character ideas to us. Pitch, pitch who you want to be. Okay. And then people would come up with character ideas, and and we'd say that sounds great. Go write a background and write and write what you want to do. And right. so they would write a page. You know, usually just a handwritten page on a, on on loose leaf note paper. Maybe a, I mean this was the early early days of email, so it might have been an email when uh, we printed out on our dot matrix printers. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Yep. And uh, owned almost exclusively now by car rental places. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so you'd print out the idea. We'd print it, we'd, and and then the people running the game would take all of these. There would be a, a deadline. Yeah. You know, a month or two before the game. Okay. To give us time to like collate all these characters, right. talk about how they connect to one another. Okay. And and sort of and rewrite them. So that they they connected together in in interesting ways. So that you know you would know things about the people in the game that you knew. Okay, so it would give you sort of backstory and that's right. Sort of like when you look at a D and D, like the the one of those books, it gives you a lot of sort of too much info about the monster. Right, right. And we were always very conscious of how much info could be too much info. Good. So. You, you might have a paragraph or two about there was general info that everybody knew. Right. And then you, you, if you had a faction, you might have some faction info that was everybody that in your faction knew this. Okay. And then you would have your character information, which was just, here's what you know. Or here's, right. Here's your deal. Mm-hmm. And we would, try to, we would try to echo what the player had written. Right. Prior to like, just to make sure that they, they were heard. Yep. And we didn't want to rewrite their characters for them. We didn't, we didn't, but we did want to connect them to everybody. Right. Uh, or connect them to enough people to, to make the game interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then we would send those back out to people. Right. And then also have a copy for them 
at the game itself because people forget stuff. Right. People always leave things at home. Right. And so, then we come up with some sort of some some simple game mechanics. And at this point, we had come up with the rock, paper, scissors variation. And I can't remember where we had picked that up from. It might have been picked up from the Assassin's Guild at MIT. Okay. Had sent one one of their one of their members had come to grad school and had joined us. Um, okay. And uh, and he had brought some game ideas because they we had started doing our our LARPs based uh, basically as, hey, let's take our tabletop role playing games and make them live, make them parties. Okay. The Assassins Guild had come at it from a different direction. They had been playing Assassin on campus, which is that game where you you get a you get a, somebody else's name, and then you have to hunt them down and and kill them. I'm using, right. I'm using air quotes. Because, Finger quotes. Because you'd either, you know, you, you would shoot them with a dart gun, right, like right. A, a Nerf gun. Or, or tag. It was some sort of tag. It was some sort of tag. And, and then if you killed them, you got the name that they were carrying. And now you continued oh. on until, until, until there are only two players hunting each other <laughs> on campus. <laughs> and it, and it, this is a game that causes paranoia. Yeah, it does. And what they did is they took that game yeah. and they said, this would be more interesting if it had characters. Okay. And like factions. Oh, okay. Oh, sort of not just teams, but literally like you're James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Let's you're take a, let's, Elvis let's, Presley. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So so they had run a game. Oh no, no. They had so they had been run a bunch of games and then uh this 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 guy's name was Harry Tuplitz. He works up at, at Caltech now, I believe. Okay. Um and uh he had come to us to go, come to grad school at UCLA and had joined the, the club and he had brought this this information and, and brought right. his his style of gaming and we were doing our style of gaming and we sort of colluded and put together a game and sort of and I think that I think that the mechanics that rock paper scissors mechanic had come from them but I'm okay. not completely sure of that here's what I and I may have to make a TikTok video rock paper scissors bomb shield yep what does a bomb look like Thumbs okay. Up. Thumbs up is the bomb? Thumbs up is the bomb. And what is the shield? The shield is flat palm up. <laughs> that, makes sense. that makes so much sense. <laughs> um, I'm going to stop you right here and tell a little story about when we first uh, were playing at just board game night mm -hmm. over at the uh, over with Judy and Phil. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Judy was telling a story of some LARP that you had both been in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that you had had sex. Oh, yes. And I did not know. That um, simulated sex in a, in a LARP. In a LARP, which is to done hook with our, hook our pinkies together, which as is we are doing right now. To you hook, and I to hook pinkies. Um, <laughs> here's what Jackie Cation didn't know: uh, that you weren't the kind of people who, if you had had sex, you would just talk about it over a game of apples to apples. <laughs> and so I thought, well, exactly. That we kind of are. Right. And I told some weird story. We just story. don't have a lot of sex with each other. <laughs> there was that. And then, so I told some weird story about actually having sex. And I felt really, I don't remember which story it was, blessedly. All I remember is sort of the silence. And then Judy explaining to me that it was pinky sex in the LARP. And I was like, okay. All right, I'm going to go die a little bit over here. <laughs> And yet it's all worked out. And it's all worked out. Here we are, years later. Years later. Still married. Still married. All we went working. over to Judy and Phil's house last, last night. It was that nice. Last very night where you played a game. And you slept on their couch. And I slept on their couch because I couldn't face it. Right. Um, I, I had to sleep. You had to sleep. And it, was, it was fine. And it was adorable, in fact. Oh, well, there you go. Let's get back to Sandman LARP. All right. 
So, so, so yes. Yeah, so the rock, paper, scissors mechanic. Mm-hmm. How was um, it used in the Sandman, that first one? So as a character, so like if you're familiar with D&D, for example, you've got a character sheet and it's got a bunch of stuff on it. Right. Um, with a LARP, you also have a character sheet and it's got some stuff on it. It doesn't have as much stuff because we okay. want to simplify it down. You have, um, uh, basically you have some number of hit points. Okay. And you have some number of shields that you may use in, okay. a, in a single combat. Okay. And a certain and some number of bombs that you can use in a single combat. Okay. Sometimes we call them cheats. Cheats and cheats or bombs is the same. Okay. Of the same. Um, and so those were your stats, and you could use rock, paper, and scissors as much as you like, unless you had some sort of limitation, in which in which case you might not be able to use rock, paper, and scissors as much as you like, and that and that would be a, a top secret thing that you would not want anybody to know. That you had some sort of um, disability disability in the game right. that would not allow you to use rock, rock paper, scissors. That's correct. Or rock, rock like, paper, or scissor. Like we would say, like one of your mechanics might be. Oh, one of your mechanics doesn't work because yeah, yeah. you don't know what scissors are. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Holy smokes. Right. All right. So if somebody ever figures that out, then they can just beat you down. Every time. Yeah, every time. Yeah, and then you would be dead. Right. Because hit points are health. Hit points are health. Shields are defense. Yep. And bombs or cheats are attacks. Yep. Okay. And they just, they beat rock, papers, and scissors, and other bombs. What other things happen at a LARP that are not uh, attacks? Like there is... So you might also have, and in the case of of Sandman, people had uh, magical abilities. Okay. Um... And we did those a variety of different ways in each, each, even though we were using that same rock, paper, scissors mechanic throughout all of them, we changed the way that magic stuff worked. Okay. To try to, try to limit as much as possible how much you needed to go to get a GM to, to, to figure stuff out. Okay. Oh, right. Because uh, that would just drag. Because you could just, just like, do it, we could it together. Just do it. Right. Uh, exactly. And you have access to your own sheets, and then you... You don't need to And GM. nobody's cheating. Nobody's cheating on this stuff. <laughs> it's right. not... Right. This is just fun. This is all just fun. Right. And so, when would you go to a GM is when it got... Well, yeah, there might be something you needed to adjudicate. Okay. Um, like, hey, I want to do this thing, and I don't know how. Okay. Um, I want to try, I want to do this. I want that something that nobody anticipated. Right. And so you'd go to the GM and you say, I want to do this thing. And they would either say, you can't do that. Or okay. they would say, uh, sure, you can do that. And here's and what the, happens. And or, <laughs> or they might say, sure, you can do that. But you need, you need to get six people in the same room together, all doing such and such. Oh, wow. That's kind of so cool you, too. You, need, you know, needed to like, uh, you need to do, do a ritual. Okay. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to do, you have to, you have to get six people together and, and do this and chant for three minutes. So, what was the purpose of this first Sandman? So, the the purpose of the first Sandman was to 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 work out who ended up with the key to hell. Oh, because in the books it was Dream, but in the game it could well, have been anyone. Well, in the books it start it starts with Dream in the books and and. Oh, that's right, and and and, and, and he gives and it. He to, ends up giving it to the angels. That's right. He gives it to the angels. Right, but in our game, and this is where things get really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the game, because welcome we have, to the dark forest player with agency, Ashcraft. right? I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't always go the same way, and so it ended up going to Aphrodite. Oh, goddess of love, kiss, 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 queen of hell, queen of hell, 
goddess of love, queen of and hell. And now queen of hell because she has the key to hell. And now, right. she, now the Greek pantheon has that real estate. Right. Oh, uh, wow. And some Who other things. Who was playing Aphrodite? Um, Do you remember? Yeah, Deborah. Um, Deborah Levine. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's been on the show. She no, she be. is not. She could be. She's uh, hundreds of people. Hundreds of people that all that you know, a lo- <laughs> specifically that you know, could be on the show. <laughs> I know a lot of dorks. <laughs> yes, it's one of the the great things about us. Anyway, go. Um, so not only is that the only, but that's not the only thing that happens because we have forty players in right. the game, and they all have goals, and they're all achieving things mm-hmm. uh, or not achieving things. But one of the things that also gets achieved is that there were some fairy folk in the game. Yep. And they achieved their goal of bringing magic back to the back to humanity. Oh, really? Okay. And after the game was over, I was thinking about that, and I was like, "That's fascinating. I want to. I'm fascinated by the idea that now we are in a a divergent reality, a, a Sandman, a non-canon right. Sandman reality. Yeah, yeah. It's different. It's, it's been created. That's been created by us. Yeah, and. And it kind of fits. It kind of it it feels it, it feels like Sandman. Right. It still it still feels right. Right. So is that what inspired the second game? Yes. So I then approached Robert and Aaron, and right. they uh, they said, "Sure, go ahead and run another game. <laughs> do uh, whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Uh, Take that real which estate. I, I mean, here's I have the key to, say, to hell. To it, and so I have to say at this moment that I am enormously grateful to them on this because. It's led to my professional life. Oh, right. You're, which, by the way, Andy Ashcraft has a podcast called uh, Ethics and Video Games. We'll get to that. And you <laughs> also make video games. Yeah, and I make video games, and I make board games, and I make tabletop games and all yep. that. But it all came about because um, I ran these Sandman games. Right. And they, and I'll, I'll tell that story a little bit later when, right. when, when we get to that in the timeline. But it's... Right. Uh, but literally I would not have the job I have if I wasn't, if I did not, if I was not running these Sandman games, if I do at that wow. time. Okay. I would not have the got the job I have. Who knows what I'd be doing. Right. So second, second Sandman game though. Second Sandman game. Did you run it with Aaron and Robert? No. Okay. No, they wanted to be players. Oh, okay. They just wanted to play. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, what I year is it, it now? It's probably a year later, two years later. Okay, still, still early nineties. Yeah, still early nineties. Uh, and which what which what what is this one? Based so on? this one um, is Sandman Two, right? A game of you, a game of you. Y O U. Yep, yep. Which okay. is another one of the Sandman stories. Okay. And then in this in the comics, this is the Sandman story about um, this this small portion of the dreaming. Uh, an island, a little island um, that has been taken over by a character called the Cuckoo. Okay. And the Cuckoo is uh, uh, basically, the Cuckoo is like the Cuckoo bird that lays mm-hmm. its eggs in other people's nests. And then, Oh, right. And so, so on a, on a, on a grand mystical scale, this is basically happening in the comics. And okay. then there's, a, then, and there's this whole story that's going on about this, this island where this is happening and, um, and it introduces the, the Salian and the, uh, the witch character that's, that shows back up in a lot of the other Sandman stories. And, okay. Um, and it's a great story. Yeah. Um, so I just, I nicked the name because right. it's a perfect name for a game. Yep. Um, and I told the story and we, and we told the story who was running that one with me. 
Because um, it's the second of four. It is the second of four and a half. Because we right. did like a little half game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not Lee? I don't believe so. I believe it was Leslie and Deborah. Okay. Um, so the three of you are running it. Yes. And, and I'm sort of leading the design on it. Um, right. And, um, and so uh, in this one, uh, it's set at a newly established mages club, sort of a, uh, uh, a high society club. Okay. In New York city. Fancy. Um, the Knickerbocker hotel, 1895. Where they're, where they're holding a party in the part and, and because they're magi, they're newly, newly crafted magi from, from, because magic is now back in the world. Oh, right. And, um, and it's also taking place on this Island and the Island is this Island in the dreaming. And this Island has been, has been superimposed over over earth. Okay. Uh, and so the gods are involved in this now. And so we, and fairy folk are involved in it because they brought magic back to the world. And, right. and, and there's basically the, 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 the barriers between the worlds are starting to, 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 to th- get, get super thin. Right. In the Sandman comics, they were just talked about, they were, they were spoken of as, as just thin, thin places, but the whole world was becoming a thin place. Okay. And so they needed to sort of re-strengthen the, strengthen the, 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 the barrier between the worlds. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, yes. there was a secret mechanic of the cuckoo. Okay. And so what we, what we had done is we had created a, um, it was basically just a little notebook, a little flip, one of those flip notebooks. Yeah, spiral. A spiral bound flip notebook, a little three by five size yeah. uh, flip notebook. And... Uh, it started with one one player, and it would say, "You've been possessed by the cuckoo." Okay. Uh, do this thing, and when you do, uh, give this give this book to the GM. Okay. Uh, and so once they had done the thing, then they got they they came to us. We took the notebook back and said, "You're no longer possessed by the cuckoo." Right. Um, uh, and then we would give it to the next person that the cuckoo possessed. Did you rip the note? Pet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they the, didn't know what the previous person had done. Right. Got it. But that is an awesome thing. And you would just give it to random people? No, no. Uh, there was a, there was a plan. Okay. There was a plan. Um, <laughs> uh, in some cases, it was whoever, like whatever the goal of the last person, whoever they did it to or did ah. it with, would get would get it infected with right. the cuckoo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so a bunch of things were going on in that one, um, and ultimately. Uh, uh, um, the fairy folk were were doing their thing, and sure, and, uh, are are all the same people playing, kind of reprising their roles? A lot of them are reprising their roles. Okay, um, but everybody we, wants to. But play. there's always new players. That always pop new in. players. Always people who drop out. Right? right, and always some people who drop out, and mm-hmm. um, and so um, so we have we have this game, right? Um, in the Mage's Library, and that one was actually played at the Adler's house. Okay, at Judy's house. Yep, Judy and Phil's house. Yep. yep. And uh, and uh, Phil actually helped me write. He he wrote a um, a program in HyperCard. So this is again 1990s technology. <laughs> uh, what is HyperCard? HyperCard was sort of an early. Um, it was almost kind of like a PowerPoint kind of thing. Okay. 
but it was a little bit more useful than that. And what it was is it was it was a computer that represented uh, the library and and dreaming in the okay. in Luci Lucius's library in, in the dream. Okay, in the dreaming, and you could go up and you could look up books. Um, he actually he actually it was a like on a Mac Plus or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. It okay, a, it was on a computer. It was on a computer. You could actually type in. You could actually type in. Um, there was only a few books that were important. Right. And so if you happen to know the name of a book, you would get information. Right. But if you didn't know, and you could, you could just browse the books. Right. And we had created this, this template of, of book title creators. It was basically a random book title creator. Okay. That would create random books. Yeah. Uh, book titles. And you could just browse the book <laughs> titles forever. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> and we also had um, because different parts of the house were different areas of the uh, of the world. So we right. had you know this part of the house was the dreaming. This part of the house was fairy. This part of the house was the afterlife. Right. Um, sort of like what we did with uh, the guest room was the brothel. Yeah. In yeah. Deadwood. Exactly. And the exactly. garage was the bar. And so certain people could go from place to place, but other people had less less ability to do that. Okay. Um, and if you died, you went to the afterlife, and the, and you could still play in the game. Right. You but you were in the dining room. You were in the you were you were actually in that room above their garage. Oh, fair enough. Which was no was not condemned at that point. It was thirty years ago. Right, that's true. It was thirty <laughs> years ago. So in the ensuing thirty years, then, there has been. It is not safe. Do it, not go to the it's room currently, above. It's currently not in the best of conditions, but um, yeah, but back at then the time, it was fine. It was and that fine. was the afterlife. Right, and we had actually hooked up. Um, we had we had unplugged their cable. Okay, and we had plugged in cameras. Uh, in the afterlife and in the, in the dining room that, to their cable system. You guys were such nerds. So this you is could, so it awesome. Was the, it was the seance TV station. Oh my gosh. So you could have conversations with people in the afterlife. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm falling in love with you again. This is so dorky. I love it so much. It's super dorky. I love it so much. And they were so elaborate. And, they, and, there was, and there's no way I have time to do anything like that. And yet, and, and now, and, and, and you I, wish you did. I wish I did. Kind of, it would be fantastic. <laughs> it would just be fantastic. We could do so much more now too. And what was the premise of this one? What was the what were you? So trying the premise to do? was well, different people were doing different things. But, okay, but, of the, but the main thing was the 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 boundaries between the worlds was was dissolving and yeah. that needed to be dealt with. Okay. And then the secret thing was the cuckoo was also trying to take over the earth. Ah. Um, and so that also needed to be dealt with. But other people had other things going on at the same time. And the fairies were still doing their fairies, their crazy fairy stuff. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and one of the crazy fairy things that they did was that they, um, uh, they colluded with Pat Mannion, who was playing Swamp Thing. Interesting. And, Why wouldn't he be? And Brian Tatosky, who was playing Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. Okay, the Kyle Green Lantern? The Kyle Green Not Lantern. Hal. Not or... Hal. Kyle. Okay. Um, and, uh, uh, well, this, I, the, this takes them several games to get all the way through this. But, sure. But, but I'll, just, I'll just lay the groundwork here. They start colluding. Okay. Um, and because they're all connected to something. They all, they all they're, they're like, they want, to do, they want magic to happen. They want, they're connected with the green and the greening and the and right. green magic and, and Kyle, Kyle Rayner's green lantern magic. So oh, it's all, nice. It's all sort of. Because it's all Swamp sort of, Thing is all about the greening and right. the land. And Green Lantern is all about the green lantern and the green magic that comes out of that lantern. Yeah. 
Hence, they have that in common. They have some things in common, right. So uh, that leads us to Sandman 3, Brief oh. Lives. Okay. So in Brief Lives, Brief Lives is a story of um, Morpheus finding, going to, and looking for his, his, his strange son, Orpheus. Quick question. Yes. Backing up to uh, Sandman 2, does Robert Hurt yes. play... Morpheus in, in Sandman too. Of course, he's played. He plays. He plays Morpheus throughout. Throughout, he is. He is he's Morpheus. on board with this. He is, he is <laughs> uh, Morpheus throughout the whole the whole thing. I think he's done five episodes of the Dork Forest. I think Rangers know that Robert Hurt is on board, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> astrophysicist, Photoshop genius, Robert Hurt, artist, uh, and also turns out LARPer. That's right. So, um, okay. So in in. What's the third one called? So the third one is Brief Lives. Brief Lives, which is based on the on the on the story Brief Lives in the comic books, um, in which uh, in which Morpheus uh, goes in search for his son Orpheus, who is a, a, his estranged son. Okay. Uh, who is? It's it's complicated. Um, oh please! Uh, but the important part in the comics is that um, Orpheus is a head in a box who can't die. Wow. And um, I don't remember. I read these. Yeah, but it's been years. Right. And Morpheus has to release him. He can't. He can't get any release. Like he can't he die. He can't die. But Morpheus can 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 kill him. Oh. And um and and does so because he's been because he asks. He's like, please, please end this I'm madness. In this, right? Right. I'm, I'm, Why is his head in a box? Well, uh. It, because I'm, I'm not sure. It's unclear. Okay. Uh, I, I'm my sure the memory of it is, is unclear. I'm sure that our listeners have a more clear Right. Certainly recollection go of it. back and listen to the specific Sandman episode about the Dork Forest. Right. We might have mentioned it. And anyway. uh, so Sandman release, Sandman kills him. Mm -hmm. All right. So in Greek mythology, yes. it's really, really bad. To kill a family member. To kill a family member. Sure. Tick-tock, here come the fates. Right, exactly. Okay. And so that, in the comics, that releases the fates, and then that that, that basically becomes um, the end of Act 2 of the entire series of the of, oh, wow. of the Sandman comics. Now it's just a matter of time. Now it's just a matter of time <laughs> before the fates get him. Right. <laughs> They're going to get him. Right. And then, and he is, um, he's all black-robed, and then at the very end of the Sandman series, he is, it is a new Sandman. Right. In and white, uh, and, in white robes. And I don't remember a whole lot about this game. Um, okay, the third one? The third one. I mean, there was there was lots of stuff going on. It was back, we played it back up in uh, the the rec center. Okay, brought it back to the rec center. Brought it center. back to the rec center. I remember that Pat Mannion had created this vast tree growth organism that was him. Right, because he was Swamp Thing. Because <laughs> he was still Swamp Thing. <laughs> right. And so he had, he had created this big paper mache and wire tree that he was inside and you can go talk to him and <laughs> it, it was astounding. Did he spend, I mean, because these games last four to six hours, yeah. right? Yeah. Did he stand in that costume for four to six hours? A fair bit of time was spent in that costume, but he didn't he have had... to stay. He didn't have to stay there. Sometimes he could have, he, cause that swamp thing he could, he could dissolve basically and show up somewhere else. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and so, but yeah, he spent a fair bit of time in the costume. People go talk to the tree. <laughs> but the one thing that we did do mm -hmm. is that we made sure to have the scene in which Morpheus 
has talks to or talks to his son, and I played his son in a with a in a box in a, with my head like I was under a table. Oh, like the a, ha- like in, in the Adams family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where you were just the hand, yes, but you yes, were but just, it was a just head. the head. <laughs> and so, so you, Robert Hurd talks to you at your head in a box. Yes, so I got to play Orpheus oh, for a, a scene. Well played, uh, uh, and uh, and it and it went very well. Uh, sure, uh, I think Robert was very pleased <laughs> with how it went. With how it went, and and he, and he and he did the same thing that he did in the comics. So he's he okay. Releases, sort of played. He it. releases me into death. Um. And, uh, uh, and so that sets us, of course, because that's, that's the end of act two in the, in the series that right. becomes sort of the, the end of act two in our, uh, in our series as well. Did, do you remember any other things that happened at that game? No. Not particularly. Not particularly. I would like to back up again briefly yeah. now that Pat Mannion's, uh, Swamp Thing costume has and been mentioned. And that was Lee and I running that one. Right. And Lee, yeah, you and Lee ran that one. Um, so Going back, uh, several questions. Uh, is Steve Mandel still a god dressed as himself in any of these no. subsequent? No. He is not. Uh, next question. Yes. Uh, other people's costumes. Do you remember any uh, particularly nice costumes or um, pieces? Because what? Because the thing about LARPing that I kind of love sometimes is the costumes. Right. Well, well do you remember that Sesame well, Street LARP always, that we Robert's, did? Robert's Morpheus costume is on point. Robert Hurt uh, nailed it. Uh huh. Not shocking. Shocking no one. Right. Uh, he did Make, it right. Pale, pale makeup, pale skin makeup. Yep. And yeah, and 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 frying out his hair to like yep. to to get that Morpheus look. Um, and then and then the robe, Dragon Ball Z kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Spiky hair. Yep. Uh, I like to think of it as blue steel. What's that? <laughs> What's blue steel? It's from that that, that that really really dumb movie about the male models. Um, oh, I don't. <laughs> Zoolander. Oh, Zoolander. Zoolander. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, which you made me watch one time, and I was like, "No, I get it." <laughs> and you're like, "See, they're dancing with gasoline, <laughs> orange mochaccino." <laughs> okay, so. Um, <laughs> So Robert Hurt did good. Robert Hurt did great. Pat Mannion um, had a great costume. Yeah, and I mean, I remember there were like all of the people who played the various endless, and the various endless are all are all in. in people who played death? Play. Did any? Hmm, I don't remember who played. So different people played death in different. Oh right, ones. and desire and destiny. And, yeah, because um, the endless are many, there's nine of them, right? There's um, six, seven. Right. So dream. Death, desire, desire, destiny, um, um, well, there's four. This, the, this, not, it's not dismay, it's despair, it, despair, 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 and, um, uh, let's see, death, despair, dream, destiny, destruction, and desire. Uh, that's sick. That's all seven of them. All right. And, um, so, and different play, different people played them at different. I mean, Robert was always dream. Yep. Because um, I just remember that sometimes the costumes are made by the people who are playing the playing the characters, and sometimes you can hire people to make those costumes, and people do. Yeah. They're like, I need help. Yeah. Although and, uh, nobody did that in any of ours. This is too early. 
too early yeah. in, the, in the process. And, and people were, were still super psyched about making their own costumes. Right. And you had a sewing And we were machine. all um, also in our 20s in the early 90s. And right. so none of us had any money. Right. There was no money. There to was no money. <laughs> costumes. You were like, right. we're, you have a sewing were, machine. I have a glue gun. Let's yeah, put this exactly. up. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and then Phil Adler knew how to program. And, and Pat Mannion, who, who, who loved to just like make elaborate stuff. Right, right. Paper mache. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. Um, so, yeah. okay. So, and then that led to um, 3.5. 3.5. Which is the sort of, which An was, inter- which was, which was sort of a LARP and sort of just a storytelling show. Oh. Because in this one, there was no combat mechanics. Okay. It was, um, in the comics, there's a series called the N, uh, the end at the end of the universe, uh, of the world, uh, no, maybe a world's end, world's end, world's yeah. end N. Oh, that's and it. it's basically there's a there's some sort of big reality storm, and there's an N, mm-hmm. sort of on this on this cliff, stuck out in the middle of of nowhere, and people from all different times and places and and worlds ended up coming in, into this inn for shelter. Right. Wouldn't and they Cain tell, and Abel? And they tell stories. Right. In the comics, there's just like a six series where different people are telling stories. Yeah. About themselves and about other things and just a, just stories. It's a storytelling in. Just a storytelling in. And, and, that, and that's the coin, right? And that, so, that, that's how you have to pay for things there. Yeah. And so that's okay. what we did. We basically... You we had basically, a storytelling party. We had a storytelling party <laughs> in character. So we in had character. people... People were the, still pitching characters. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people played the same characters that they'd been playing for a while. Brian McInnes had been playing Loki the whole time. Okay. And now he was playing Loki, but maybe he was Coyote. Okay. Wow. Did, did we know? Do we know? Did we, you ever find out? Uh, we don't. We don't ever find out. Okay. It's, uh, but, um, uh, and so people still have goals right. that they're trying to accomplish, but they also, everybody also has a story they have to tell. Okay. And it's and and so we had like blocks of time, in two different rooms, where people could, like we had a schedule for for when people were telling stories, right? In different room, in the in these two different rooms, so basically two different stages, right? And then blocks of time in between where people were just interacting with one another in character, trying to achieve their goals and trying and to just achieve their out. goals and just hang out and, and embar- going to the bathroom, like embarrass each other, getting and, a soda, yeah, doing, yeah. <laughs> and, and they all had things that they were trying to get accomplished, right. And, and that went very, very well. Right. Um, that that was sounds a, like a lovely evening, quite honestly. It was a lovely evening, in fact. <laughs> it sounds like a really nice <laughs> night. <laughs> in fact, it went really, really well. Mm-hmm. And we were very... Was that Lee as well? Did you run that with Lee Bennett as well? Yes, I believe I did. Okay. Um, and it was at Pat Mannion's house. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, in the shadow of Magic Mountain. In the shadow, of, yeah. When he and Eleanor lived up in the and, shadow. And of are, is it still thirty or forty people hanging out? Uh, this one was a little bit smaller. I think it was just thirty, a, twenty-five or thirty. Yikes! Okay. I mean, it was plenty we, of people. Plenty of people. Yeah. And, may, and I think maybe not everybody had to tell a story because we just didn't have enough time. Right. Right. And so we had a certain number of time slots for storytelling. Right. And how long were the stories? Was anybody timing the stories? Oh yeah, they had to be. They had to be. They had to be tight. They had to be three to five minutes. Okay, they were, they were short. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, that's really quick, for the best. Quick stories. Well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Please. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, but I but we didn't. What we didn't do is we didn't edit any of the stories. We didn't actually right. have them submit stories. Okay. 
um, and give feedback before they, so they would do a second draft. You were just like, yeah, we've been right. doing just, this for 15 We've been doing years. this for a while, tell yeah. a story. And you know, a lot of them were great, and a lot yeah. of them were not great. And, you know. Yeah, everybody Everybody's got having, to tell a story. Had, and there was, a, again, it was just a really, really cool, lovely evening. That sounds great. Yeah, it was really fun. Which led to the next game. Right. And all of this is before... No, because the one because I think the next game was the game that I took part in. That's right. And we were dating in two thousand three. Right. So so a a big a big jump of time had happened because right. I had moved away and then come back and and so um, I'd moved away in ninety seven and come back in two thousand and one and then and then Lee and I wanted to to write this and do this yeah and do and then fin- basically finish the series finish the series because this one was based on on um, the wake yeah. Okay. Yep. So this one is the wake, which is also in the stories, right? Which is also in the in the comics. Everybody gathering to, because now you know the 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 fates have killed Dream, mm-hmm. and now people are coming, and it's basically his funeral in some sort of timeless place, right? And people are telling the story mm-hmm. of various stories about him. Okay. And that's what the comic, and it's sort of a ser- another series of stories in in the comics. So what, one of the things, one of the, the plot lines that I'd followed, so now we're going back to uh, Sandman, or we're going back to um, the Kyle Rayner and Swamp Thing and the fairies. Right. What, the, what they managed to do over mm-hmm. this time is they managed to take Kyle Rayner and turn him into an eighth endless. Oh. Named... Uh, design. That's right. So, so the Green Lantern is now an eighth endless. Right. Okay. And so, um, it, so we never, we had never had the story about the fates. So we'd never had the story of Morpheus's death. Okay. So even uh, though you were, he, he yes. was killed in the LARP. Right. Okay. So, but the fates no, no, didn't Orpheus, show up. Orpheus was killed, his son. Oh, right, right. Okay. But we'd never, we had never played out the fates, the fates killing, killing Morpheus, Morpheus for the crime of killing his son. Got it. Um, and so what this one was then about was um, it was awake, but they didn't know for whom. So one of the endless has died right. because there's too many endless. There's now eight endless in the world. Ah, and the numbers are off. And the numbers are off. And so, and so we actually, we, we borrowed a coffin yeah, um, I remember that coffin. Right, and we knew, and so we and you basically hired a theater. We when we and we rented out a theater because now it's two thousand three. Now it's two thousand and three or four, and um, everyone has jobs. Everyone has jobs, <laughs> and so now you're like, <laughs> it's going to cost forty dollars to play this game, and we're going to just rent a theater for the night. Well, and, I, and and it was a theatrical production, right? So because we had these scenes, so I asked a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody in the game. Uh, wanted to do it or, and, and or, or had was, time or, or had time. And, but there was a handful of people that I was like, I want these people to write a scene. If they were, if they were willing, you were like, would you write a scene? Right. That, that, and then we would have these moments, these, these periods of time in the game, much like the storytelling sh- game <gasps> where you would go and watch the scene. That was what was happening. There was a scene being played like they out. They were short one act. 
Yeah, they were short one act. That's scenes. right. I I told the previous episode of the Dork Forest. I told about how that there were there were tiny like one act plays. That's right. And so a variety of people had had written a bunch of one act plays, and I had, and and th- in this case I had edited them. Okay. Um, you saw them just to I make sure that they were just short. Just to make sure they were short, and they were they were saying what and uh, there were things that we could actually do. Right. In and, the on on stage in this little in this little black box theater. Right. And and it was um, and they were death scenes. Were they death scenes? Not they, all of them. Not they were scenes. Yes, they were not always scenes showing the death of somebody, but they were scenes about the death of somebody. Okay. Um, and they were and they were scenes about the deaths of the various different endless. Okay. And we also had this overly or- ornate, uh, elaborate voting system. This voting mechanic. That oh. was based on the five stages of grief. <laughs> what? How? <laughs> how did it work? It was complicated, but <laughs> but yeah. at different times, different people had more voting power based on how we sort of associated them with the stages of grief. Wow! Holy smokes! And so there were there were various moments during the game where people were asked to vote right. who was dead. Right. And uh, uh, and how did that work? Uh, it worked out okay, right? Um, uh, there were at the end a couple of days later. There were a couple of complaints, and and we might get to that um, about how that played out. Right. Um, so again, we did it exactly the same way we normally do it. We have we say here's the premise, call for characters. A lot right. of people played the same characters they played before. Uh, Robert was in this one. Robert was in this. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, Brian Tatoski was right. the was the Kyle Rayner Green character. Lantern okay. uh, des, uh, Makes design sense. character. Okay. Um uh, I thought he was Loki. No, that was Brian Brian McInnes was Loki. Oh, that's Brian right. Tatoski was designed was as designed. Kyle Rayner. Okay. Right. Uh and so it um uh it ended up the way the comics ended up. So they ended up Oh, they voted for Dream. Well, no, I should say it, they voted. For, they voted design out. Ah, the new, the new guy didn't last. The new guy didn't last. The new they guy killed didn't him. last. But it was. It was. It ended up being kind of a pretty close race between him and Dream. Okay, because some people want to play out the the actual story. Well, and everybody people, had, but everybody had all their character. Their character motives were more important than what it, you know. Their their sort of meta motives of like, no, okay. this is the way the story should go. <laughs> right, right, right. Everybody had different character motives, and that's sort of the where we failed, because what we didn't do, while we did make it, um, we did, we were completely, we were p- completely agnostic okay. about who was going to be in the coffin at the end. Right, as didn't game matter. designers, we didn't have a horse in that race at okay. all. Um, but what what we didn't do was make sure that the various different factions of people who wanted different people dead were were competitive. Oh, okay. So there was a faction of people who wanted death dead. Yep. And it turns out, just because of the way that we we let people create their own characters and define their own goals and and do all of that, we didn't think about it. It just never occurred to us, right, to try to make those factions somewhat equal or somewhat competitive with one another. Okay. So it turns out because nobody else, because there was only like two people in the game who wanted death dead. Mm -hmm. They just weren't, they were just, it was a goal that they could never achieve. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
And and they didn't have a mechanic to recruit. Right. Okay. Not really. I mean, there were a handful of people that could be recruited. Right. But that was going to be a, that was going to be a hard sell. Right. And it was a so and you think of that as sort of a failure of game design at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was yeah. because it because it led to them having a not so good time. Right. Then so and that's the whole purpose of all LARPs. And that's that, the purpose of the whole thing is to, for everybody to have a really good time. For each person to have a good time. Right. And yeah. and one of the things that you want to in order to have a good time, you want to feel like you have a a chance of success. Right. And at some point during the game, they realized they did not have a chance of success. Right. And it bummed them out. And it bummed them out. Yep. So that's not great. That's not great. But still, there was like 60 people in that game. Right. There were so many people in that game. That was the one that I witnessed. Yep. Because I asked if I could come and watch. And you were like, it's not really done. <laughs> and I was right. like, well, what if well, I do? It's not, it's not that it's not done. It's just that we've had people do it before. And they don't know what's going on. They yeah. can't figure anything out. There's no way for them to like connect to anything going on. Right. Because it isn't they're not super part fun. of it. Yeah. They're just a fly on the wall watching a bunch of people have weird conversations. And it doesn't mean it can't like nothing right. means it, anything. Well, this being described to me in this moment mm -hmm. actually helped a great deal. <laughs> because in the in the eleventh hour, Maria and I were in charge of catering. Right. We were and like also Maria got to play in one of the I also got oh, to you play got in to play. one. Yeah, that's right. But I was not good. Oh. Uh, Maria was amazing. <laughs> I, but Maria was also a better actor than I was because had been doing it longer and, um, and had had some training, uh, any number of reasons why Maria right. Bamford's going to be a better actor than me. And she was cast quite well. So Jim was Jim desire. He wrote it, I think. Right. I believe so. Yes. And, uh, so Jim Keller. Yep. Is friend of the show, friend of the show, I think. Has could he been be. on? He could be. Oh my god, both of them, uh, <laughs> and his husband, Chris. Uh, so the, the crazy thing, so I remember this so distinctly because I think I was just used as an extra to deliver notes to people, like yeah. I had to deliver yeah, a note throughout. to Odin. I don't, I don't remember if you ever, if you wanted to be a, like on stage, at like I point. think I was, I think I was too nervous about memorization, mm, and Marie mm. was like screw it let's right. give it a shot short, and they were they were short again i was i was right. i was keen on making keeping make, making sure that they were short right and so maria was in one of the plays yes and it was the death of desire yes and she played apathy right that is all i remember <laughs> the, and i remember the character that they brought to kill desire was yeah. apathy <laughs> <laughs> do you have so we're pushing an hour we're pushing an hour um, the, do you have plans? The oven just beeped. Right. Do you have a uh, right? So, so. I, but what I do want to say is this is this is the moment where I I say you know it was somebody who was playing in one of the games, one of these games over was, those over the she decade. Was playing, she was playing the queen of queen of fairy. She played the queen of fairy all the way through. Uh, right. Kirsten Hagelit. Okay. Um, Aaron Vanek's wife. She was the one who got you the. Yes. First job? Yes. She happened also to be... I knew I liked that woman. Yes. She happened to be a uh, working as a temp receptionist at a, game, at, a, at, a, at a game company, a video game company. And she was talking about how excited she was about these games. Right. And they, in, in 1994... Right. Um, uh, they said, well, you know, we're looking for a game designer. And she put me in touch with them and got me that in. That, that led to my entire career. Right. Right. Talk about a happy ending. Um, I did not know it was Kirsten. Yeah. Yeah. 
That and is so outstanding. I owe, I owe those three people so much. Right. Um, as do we all. As do we all. Because <laughs> it's four, five Sandman LARPs that are, um, that uh, we learned about LARPing. We learned mm-hmm, about Sandman mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautifully drawn. Uh, fascinating stories. People should read it. And, um, and if you want to get into LARPing, know that it doesn't have to be boffer LARPing. Yeah, it doesn't have to be run around on the field and hit each other with sticks. It can right. be you something... You don't have to throw beanbags and yell, It could be fireball. something small. It also doesn't have to be 60 to 40, 40 60 play, players, too. It can be a, 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 a small, cozy LARP, as they call them. They call them cozy LARPs? Cozy LARPs, which is oh. just maybe like four or five people in a room, or maybe, you know, right. a, a, small, a small group. A small group that, you know, much like you'd gather for a board game. You're just essentially creating your own fun theatrical moment uh, to recreate something you genuinely love, sort of like writing fan fiction. Yeah. But it's a game. Exactly. Thank you so much for uh, being on the Dork Forest, Andy well, Ashcraft. Well, you know, we, I feel like we barely scratched the surface. As we always. Could, we could talk way more. I could go into, into lots of game design talk and, and do that, but I, th- I felt like you wanted more story. Well, I certainly wanted to know the sort of, this is a nice overview yeah, of those particular LARPs and that particular um, IP mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I think you'll be back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> there may be a day. <laughs> Rangers. Uh, so you, you guys. So now, yeah. So I have, I have my own LARP now. What is it? I, I, with, with hookers and cocaine. No, what? it's uh, <laughs> it's ethics and video games with uh, my co-host Shlomo Sher. Yep. And we talk about all kinds of ethical issues, both in games and and in the industry and around games and and and. Yeah, and so you have guests sometimes, and, and we you have just, a lot of guests. We 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 like to have guests. You like to have guests, but you always we have, have really uh, good guests. This last week topics, and it comes out on Mondays or Tuesdays. That's a good question. Right. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> it will be linked. Uh, and so ethics and video games with Andy Ashcraft. Wherever, wherever podcasts are, are, are happening. Are happening. You'll right. find it. Do you guys do a video on YouTube usually? We do. Yeah, okay. So also on YouTube. Also on YouTube. This episode will not be on YouTube because um, we live together. And so I didn't have to Zoom. So we're just standing next to each other. And we sitting. didn't have any makeup or hair people here, so... <laughs> And Andy Ashcraft, you also have the Hero Instant, or just Hero Instant. Right, it's true. Um, so uh, it's coming beta. soon, coming yep. soon, a uh, a sit down tabletop superhero role playing game entirely of my own design. Yep, and I am in two different versions of it. Uh, play, play tests. We've been play testing it throughout the COVID thing over Zoom, and uh, they've been going great. So if you want to noodle around that, you can go to theheroinstant.com. That's right. It's that's it's it's really cobwebby right now, but it'll get updated at some point. There you go. Thank you for being on the show. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?